This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at InfinitePotato.com. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Hey everybody and welcome to the Infinite Retrocast, part of Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray and sitting across the virtual table from me is John Irons. How are you, sir? <coughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us in the historic Infinite Potato studio, we have Scott. How are you, sir? My eyes are a little red, but it's not from the queue. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end stage. That's fatal. Okay. And Nick is with us as well. How are you? I'm up and down. I'm, <laughs> I'm okay today. Why would you do this to a hamburger? <laughs> Tonight, we are continuing our rewatch of the 90s sci-fi series Sliders. This week, we watched episode three, which was titled Fever, written by Ann Powell and Rose Chat, and uh, directed by Mario Azopardi. Uh, the original air date was March 29th, 1995. The sliders race to find a cure for the deadly plague, which is consuming the inhabitants of that dimension. So I thought it was, uh, I, I kind of mentioned this when we recorded uh, last time, that going back and watching this episode after the pandemic that we've had in the last three uh, three years hit a lot different than it did when I watched it, you know, almost 30 years ago. Yeah. But especially because so as I'm watching it, there's a scene towards the beginning when, you know, the, 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 when they first get into their new surroundings, they always have to see something that shows them, Oh yeah, we're not in Kansas anymore. We're still not home or whatever. And this time it was somebody uh, in bio suits hoisting a dead body into a truck. And like when you see that 30 years ago, it's like, oh yeah, that's abnormal. That would never happen. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> it happened not that long ago. And it happened in inside of our uh lower 48. But um other than that, and we'll get into that, but uh John, overall, what'd you think of this episode? I thought it was fine. Right, okay. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Um I like that they start you off. Um, clearly, they've been sliding for a while. You know, they, they've kind of got the stats down. Like, how long are we here? Like, it starts you off in the middle of a slide. And then, like, the last scene is at a different slide. So, it's like, it's just, that's just, like, their regular day at work now. Um, so, I like that it wouldn't, that it didn't really spend a whole lot of time showing us the, like, they didn't have to get better at it. They're still they never get great at it, but they're already as good as they're going to get at it. <laughs> by, the, by the time, by the time you watch this episode, at least they know not to dick around with the timer anymore, because in that first episode, that's all they did. Every time, every time they yeah. touch the timer, they were activating it. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay, so how long are we on this world? They got the thing. He, he was real trusting that the money would translate from one 
universe to the other. I'm like, okay, you just went through this. Like, you want to check yeah. first? Yeah. He didn't check, yeah. but it's fine. Whatever. Um, yeah, I think this was, I mentioned this like the last time. Uh, the whole will they want they between Quinn and Wade was uh, annoying to me. And this is a prime example of it. This is back when I thought like they might. <laughs> So and I'm sure watching this the first time, it was fine. But now knowing the that they don't, it's like, oh. like you guys clearly are both right there. What? Why? I'm right. I'm here to tell you that watching it through the first time, no, it's not better. It's it's still tiresome even the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but not, I'm, yes, it was tiresome the first time. But this is like at this point of the show in this episode, I was mm-hmm. still had hope <laughs> yeah yeah because i mean this is essentially the second episode i know it's episode yeah. three but this is essentially episode two um which is weird that they were acting like they've already been doing it for a while because it, it it's like you almost expect a few episodes to be still introducing i mean it's like rembrandt's supposed to be the guy that does that doesn't really know what's going on. rembrandt's supposed to be the everyman right he's not he, he doesn't know anything about science uh, and all that kind of stuff. And now he's just like, okay, so how long have we got? All right. If we don't get out of here in 12 minutes, we're never going to get out of here. Like he understands all this stuff now. Yeah. And it is episode two. <laughs> you are, you are correct. And I'm glad they did it that way. Yeah. They, they, they made, they made the choice that I would have preferred and did not expect. So I'm happy for it. Nick, what about you? what do you think of this? I'm more on on Sean's uh, team there. I, I think there should have been a few more episodes of like building up to it and like, you know, getting their feet wet and learning what it's about. And I would have liked an entire episode about them getting backpacks and filling them with important things such as antibiotics and <laughs> med kits and whatever. You would think. You know. Practical <laughs> shoes, I, like they were all wearing loafers. Yeah, like, they, they don't even have coats. Like, what if you end up in another ice world, guys? Like, they're so stupid. Yeah, they they never try they never try and gather like supplies or whatever to take with them to another world. They it's like they just assume that the only thing that'll go through is them. They, they can't take anything with them. But well, no, the, they just they just assume that oh, it'll be close enough that we'll be able to get by. No yeah, problem. Like, it'll be fine. Yeah, right, it, what's going to happen? Are we going to land someplace where the, where it's it's an ice age? Please. <laughs> yeah, because what if they what what if they and I know they kind of play with this later on, but like so far they go to a world and they look at the timer. Oh, we've got two days. Oh, we've got a week or whatever. What happens if they slide somewhere and the timer says they've got five years or something like that? Then you're going to be here for a while, you know. And uh, and what if it is an ice planet? <laughs> <laughs> or a dinosaur planet you haven't brought anything with you <laughs> or something like then, that then rembrandt will complain about something inane like yeah the food's not good enough <laughs> how could you do this to a hamburger why do we have to leave the party so quick because you're about to slide if you don't leave the party you're going to be well, stuck here he wasn't actually time. asking like why do we have to leave he's like ah uh. It was like it was like it was it was a why like this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
it, it was that right after he and Wade were getting so excited. Wait, you mean everyone has oil in their backyard and everybody's rich? This is so excited. Why are you excited, guys? This is not for you. You are here to go. <laughs> well, also, I mean, if you really think about it, if everybody had oil, then oil wouldn't really be worth that much. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like they had, they had the, the shot with like the oil tower. I don't know what we call it. Mm. Uh, like in the, the rig. Yeah. The, okay. The oil rig, like in the background, just over suburban houses, and it was like spewing oil. I'm like, <laughs> that's super messy. Like, why would you? <laughs> no that's why they. Business. That's why they built. They, that's why they build that to keep that from happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Scott, what about you? What'd you think of this? Um, I think that I'm gonna have to quickly learn how to build a pair of of uh 90s tinted glasses to wear while i watch this show because <laughs> for the second time in a row i'm watching this but i'm approaching it from a like television of the 2020s sensibility yeah, yeah, and yeah it's it's really doing me a disservice it's my own fault and i'm the first one to admit it but a lot of what i was seeing it still conception i love the concept and I do like what they're trying to do, but the way that the episode is constructed, the way that the characters behave, the way that the characters behave, the way that the characters <laughs> behave, these are all things that I have trouble swallowing because it the, the 90s were a long time ago. So I have to rewind and say, no, this is how television was written back in the 90s. This is how the characters would behave on a show in the 90s. We've spent too many decades with television actually growing and evolving and learning how to present characters that are a bit more realistic and a bit more practical, even in unrealistic situations. Sliders, I think, would work better. And you can take this advice for what it's worth, Scott. Don't... (laughs) Don't think of it as a an hour long sci fi series. Think of it as a very realistic eighties cartoon. <laughs> Immediate <laughs> because then improvement. It's a super well written eighties cartoon. Immediate improvement. Yeah. Yeah. That's well the problem. Kind of the, yeah, the, the, the problem <laughs> that I have with some of this some of the storytelling is uh, so specifically on the, I'm, I'm going to focus on this episode, but you're making a show about the multiverse, but you're coming at it from the standpoint that you're just going to tweak and change one thing about each of these worlds that you're going to. So you're going to a world where the difference in these two worlds is it's not that there's a plague. The difference is that there's no antibiotics, right? The difference is that there's no modern medicine because they go to a pharmacy and there's like a lot of herbs and stuff like that. You know, there's all these herbal remedies and and, and things and crystals and stuff like that hanging everywhere. So, but if you went to a world where there was no modern medicine, you wouldn't at the same time have scientifically advanced like sensing s- sensing technology like they can they can sense the disease a lot better than what we could in the 90s like like they they know who has it they can they've got all these um 
disinfectant thing. They got disinfectant lights that people walk through. They're advertising disinfectant things on infomercials on television and stuff like that. So they've got all that. And it's like modern world where we've got, you've got telephones, you've got cars, you've got airplanes and all that. But at the same surgical time, gloves. Whoa. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't have medicine. So you're, if you if you don't have this, you're not going to get to that is what I'm saying. So if they went to that world, you would think that that world would be way it would be way revert reverse from what they were used to. They wouldn't be going into, quote unquote, a parallel world. It would be like something out of the 1800s or something like that. OK, but that's I understand. No, no I know. Yes, that's, that's the show <laughs> that they're going to. They're going to worlds and and they also don't want to invest that much in in sets and stuff. They want to go yeah. to some place that looks just like where they came from. But there's this one thing that's different. But the things that they're picking to be different are things that couldn't be different unless there's a whole lot of other things that were different first. I could head canon this episode for you if you like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the. I don't know what they called it, like what their acronym was, but like the NIH basically. The CHC. The CHC is, you know, almost uh, a dictatorship. Like clearly they've got like their thumb on the society. Um, so it is possible that this particular organization um, has more advanced medical. Clearly they have more advanced medical, te- medical technology that they've not released to the public or to the world. Uh, so yes, some of the advances that they made, uh, that you mentioned do exist. It's just not like available in the pharmacy. Like it is here. The thing that the, the CH, the CHC, which I think stands for California health cooperative or something like that, um, is supposed to be their version of the CDC. Mm -hmm. And in this, they are doing the thing that all the conspiracy theorists claim that they were doing with uh, COVID. (laughs) They're doing it for population control. They're doing it to control different classes of society and and things like that. So people would get, people would get this disease, which is essentially like the flu or um, I don't just a real, it's like a really bad cold that just, gets worse and worse and worse until it kills you or something, right? They call it the Q. But um, if you get it, they take you to like a detention center, which we never really see a detention center in this. I want to imagine that it's like the the district from that Deep Space Nine episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't remember the, the name the, of it. The but, Sanctuary District. Yeah, the Sanctuary District. Yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine it's something like that. But um if you get this disease, then they don't, they don't act like there's any, there's, I mean, there's no cure from it. They don't act like anybody's ever gotten rid of it. The, the, the Quinn from that world is patient zero. And I don't know how long this thing is supposed to have been around, but it's, but a lot of people are getting it and dying pretty quick. And he's been around for a while. He's, he's still alive. So, I, I, yeah, I think um, I, I don't remember exactly, but I want to say it's like four or five years, something like that. Does that sound right? 
to you guys? It, probably. I, if he was <clears throat> roughly judging from his age, if he was a med student back when this happened, then then yeah, we're talking about like a matter of a couple years, which is kind of surprising considering that the entirety of their society seems to be built around this disease that hasn't been around all that long. But this well, but is that's, just that, more their that's setup. the manipulation of the of the CHC. Yeah. To like they, you know, it's like it's like it's like the medical equivalent of martial law. Yeah, Something look at how normalized things that we didn't talk about before COVID, and now it's three years later. Look how normalized like masks mm-hmm. are. No, I mean n- nobody wore a mask before COVID, and now you see them. I mean, it's just like everybody's got. I've got well, I got some in my car, you know, or whatever. Everybody's got them. Well, you know? responsible people have them. Well, yeah, you know, Rembrandt asked because because. Uh, uh, do was like a, it's it's a it's patient zero, and I was like, what, what is that? I'm like, yeah, everybody knows what patient zero is, but I'm guessing like I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to think back. I'm like, maybe it wasn't like. <laughs> well, he's the every man. They they, they got to explain it to somebody. <laughs> there there wasn't as many uh, pandemics, and there weren't as many zombie movies. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody doesn't know patient zero. Well, I mean, speaking of zombies, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. Was that the um, next episode? No, no, you know it's 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 way later. Well, I mean, we'll yeah. we'll get to it eventually, but um, but yeah. So Wade almost gets hit by a car when they slide in, and then somebody grabs her and gets her out from in front of the car, and the first thing she does is kiss him. I was like, I don't clearly know. yellow person. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a very, very yellow person. It was not asymptomatic. I mean, I've <clears throat> done things for people. I've held doors open for people. I've never had anybody kiss me, and I think it would freak well, me out if they did. <laughs> I would be fine with it if I saved somebody's life and she kissed me on the cheek. That's that's and, I didn't have a problem. Yeah, and then he got it was more upset because he was like, "Why did you? Why did you just infect yourself? I was trying to help you, you know, whatever." <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh, he's such a weirdo." I'm like, guys. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like they're not good at sliding. Well, obviously yeah. we're in a world where they don't like to kiss pretty ladies. <laughs> obviously, so weird. I'm like he was not a like you could clearly see this something was off with this. Yeah, yeah. So he 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 was not well. These these sort of decisions happen throughout the episode, and I I really don't understand them. Like when when they realize, oh, the queen of this world is is patient zero. Oh. Um, and Wade is not feeling very well. What should we do? Um, well, we should immediately have Quinn walk into another public, uh, business place immediately. Yeah. Walk yeah. Someplace else. The first idea they had was a good idea. Let's go get a hotel and let's get off the street. But then they leave the hotel and they go to a store. Like leave Quinn no. there. Quinn yeah, needs no, to stay there. They, His they picture even, is no, everywhere. They didn't even go to the hotel. The smart guy, Arturo, the yeah. smart guy, says, Rembrandt, you go get a room. Yeah, that's Quinn, right. You come with me to a store. No. Quinn is wanted with a million-dollar bounty on his head. Mm-hmm. You keep him out of sight at all costs. Don't let him go anywhere. But they don't. They they don't think these things through at all. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, like and, at all. Yeah, <laughs> no, not even a little bit. They they they're treat. They, it's like the characters have to treat these slides as not very serious. 
They do. They want to. They want. They want the adventure. They. 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 They're on another world. We need to go explore and see what's out there. See what's different or whatever. And like, do that on the next world. Do that with somewhere where your picture isn't everywhere. Yeah, because when they're still in the bathroom looking at those wanted posters, and Quinn says. Oh well, th- this explains. I think that that uh, you know waitress out there. I think that woman was was, uh, was staring at me. And Wade's response is, "You you always think women are staring at you." <laughs> Wade, this is not the goddamn time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try and get serious for a second. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah it's like, it's, go ahead, Nate. Well, I was just going to say it is a weird tone to the show that. <laughs> That each episode, well, there's only been a couple episodes so far, but they're really high stakes. They're they're always in life or death situations, but they're just walking around like do do do. This is a fun adventure, and they're acting so casual. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a disconnect there. It, it, it's it's bizarre, and and you're right. It is a very '90s thing, but I mean, <laughs> you know, Guys, not to compare to like the, the master of the '90s, but like. You know, you think of a show like Buffy that was able to toe that line and do comedy and be still somehow believable, even though the situations were ridiculous. Whereas this, it just it just doesn't make sense. Like like you said, Scott, the, the character behavior is just so bizarre. 80s cartoon, guys, I'm telling you. Yeah, it, you, you're, you're right. That definitely helps. The, the cartoon aspect definitely helps. Arturo is supposed to be a genius. Oh, Arturo and Quinn are both supposed to be a genius, and Rembrandt is making better decisions yeah. <laughs> than either one of them. <laughs> yeah. And like I'll like it. Yeah, it 80s cartoon. Because that because that's the it looks like you know, Stargate, but it's not Stargate. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it looks a lot like Stargate, but it's like it's written like an 80s cartoon. These mm-hmm. things aren't going to make sense, but they wanted to run with this premise, and here's the plot, and they need to be done with it by the end of the episode. So characters are going to do things that don't make sense, and the bad guys are going to do things that don't make sense. Yeah. And they're going to ignore simple solutions to simple problems because they need to, you know, because it'd be cooler or funnier or more dramatic if they did this other thing. Because they need to move the plot forward. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> it's mm-hmm. G.I. Joe. Yeah. That's what this is. <laughs> yeah. Arturo like, does not Arturo does not have uh, under the radar in his vocabulary at all because he's walking into a restaurant and screaming, I haven't seen a menu yet. <laughs> it's like, you know, you might, might need to tone it down a little bit. You don't know where you are yet. <laughs> none of them. None of them. Like, I any, want beef Wellington and asparagus. <laughs> none of have none of them have any, and at this point they should know. Uh, they should know. You know what? Let's just chill for a minute and get the lay of the land first. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, none of them have a poker face. None of them no. are subtle. They're they're and, all like, "What's going on?" Yeah, That's weird. Like, and they, they don't have to like. They could just observe, just chill and observe. Let's see what's up. Clearly, like there's a thing. Okay, like even if you don't know, they like they just get to they, they get to the place. They see guys in hazmat suits, like moving a corpse, yeah. <laughs> like a corpse in the back of a trash truck. Weird. 
Yeah. And they're like, what what's go what's going on? I want beef Wellington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There's something serious going on here. We're we're walking over to a a a small modest diner on a corner. I want beef Wellington. I'm certain that they will have that there. Yeah. No, but I, that's that's like an incredibly minor concern. It, I'm more bothered by the fact that you know, at, as we discussed, they they arrive on a new planet, and they're always confused when something is not what they're used to. It's like watching like a, a comedy movie where someone from from modern day gets sent back to like say like medieval times, and they're confused when they don't understand why. Where's where 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 are the toilets? Why do you not have toilets? Plumbing. It plumbing's a thing. No, plumbing's a thing for you, jackass. You're yeah. in a totally different place now. And they show up on a different world and they walk into this diner. Why haven't I seen a menu? Well, how about you just assume that everything's the way it's supposed to be instead of being confused when it's not what you're used to because you're on a literally a different planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and you're running into the same people. You've got the same cab driver everywhere you go, but I thought that was a nice different. I did enjoy that. They used the same cab driver. Yeah. I thought that was clever. I, I did not think it was clever when Rembrandt says, here's $200 and another 200. If you stay here until I get back and he never makes it farther. than He, the never went anywhere. he, he doesn't get further than the trunk of the car. Well, what's funny is he's trying to help Quinn escape, and all he has to do is get out of the car. Quinn's right there. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I was like, like really? Well, I got, like you were sent to get this woman, and she's dying. She's bleeding out right there. And you're like, yeah. man, come on, <laughs> yeah, leave her. You can't leave her. I'm like, come on, Rembrandt. It's like, like yeah, give her this. Uh, <laughs> so, so to 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 get to that point, they uh, Wade runs away. She's in a fever. Uh, hysteria or whatever she runs away they try to catch her and they wind up in like this uh it's like a halfway house for infected people i don't know it's they're they're infected people go here instead of going to these sanctuary districts and uh and that's where they go to die with dignity or whatever and quinn is there the the other quinn is there and he's got red eyes so obviously he's like in the end stage but he also it has black hair for some reason. Yeah, and it doesn't affect him as quickly as everybody else, I guess. But well, yeah, I think uh, I, I assume like he's patient zero. He's just a carrier because like uh, we find out that the uh, the dick <laughs> doctor <laughs> yeah. like actually infected him. And what was the? Did we ever find out like why? Like what his what the plan was for that? Was it was it just so he could instig- instigate this martial law thing? It it was. They specified that like the upper class has all the the best equipment and 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 the best best healthcare. They they were using the Q plague to essentially wipe out poor wipe people. Out, yeah, yeah. Wipe out the the lower uh, class and okay and create it. It's a a medical essentially a medically induced um um um. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, no, no, like a. Um, aristocracy or or an autocracy yeah population control i guess yeah but um they're keeping life great for the rich by eliminating everyone else with a plague so that quinn gives rembrandt a earring that looks like it could have came from walmart and uh and tells him give this to her at the chc she'll know it was from me 
and she'll help because you. no one has a plain hoop earring. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't get a close up of the earring. Maybe no, we did. Yes, we did. We did. We did. Maybe she gave. Maybe she gave him the earring. She'll know it's from him. Come on. But like, they, there's uh, so much to complain about on this episode. Let's not. <laughs> okay, pace oh, my, my, my next complaint is is the exact same scene, just like a second and a half later. Sean, please continue. Well, <laughs> he hands the hands the the earring to Rembrandt, and Rembrandt says, "Thanks, man, but I'm a straight arrow." Oh, to hell with you and your gay panic jokes show. God damn it. 90s. Yeah, yeah. That was the most 90s joke I could, uh, I think I saw this this episode. Mm -hmm. And actually, you know what? It wasn't as bad as it could have been. Because he wasn't, you know. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't good. He didn't lean away from him and say, what the hell are you trying to say? Yeah. He's like, thank you, but no, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He could have. about as good as it was going to get. He could have got really angry or something like that. Yeah. But he, uh, so he goes to, to help Quinn escape. And in the meantime, the real, our Quinn, our Quinn is being essentially tortured because they're trying to find out why he suddenly doesn't have the cue, uh, how he was able to be cured, not realizing that it's not the same Quinn, even though he's telling them I'm not your Quinn, you know? Um, so, Rembrandt goes to help him escape, and the the woman that's at the CHC is helping him escape at the same time. She ends up getting shot and essentially dies, and then not a whole lot really happens in the second half, other than they go. He goes and picks up Quinn in the cab and takes him back to the place, and just in time for the slide. You know, uh, it's one of those things where this never, this whole world never really gets. Uh, we never really get a resolution. We see like the beginning of a resolution where uh, they have a cure now. You know, they did you know Arturo helps them find a cure and stuff, but we don't know what happens after that. We we assume things. We assume everything works out, but I mean, we don't know that. We just know that they they end up leaving. So <laughs> that's what uh, the, that's what the other queen says. You've done all you can for this world. Now, now go. You know, but um. The miracle cure that is moldy food has been uh, distributed to the other uh, victims of of the queue, and it's going to spread around. So, yeah, they started a, a slow revolution, and and then they uh, then they bounced, which I'm sure is probably going to happen several times throughout the course of the series. And that I'm not I'm not upset by it. That's it's the status quo that they're setting up, and 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 I'll be expecting it. Um, I know that Arturo no. is a genius and Arturo is a scientist, but how does he know how to just make penicillin? Because he's not a doctor, but I mean, just because he knows what penicillin is, doesn't mean that he knows how to make it. <laughs> okay. But he proved that he knows how to make it. So. Yeah. I, well, yeah. Because <laughs> show, because show like, yeah. Again, well, I mean, this, this is another trope of the '90s. He he's he's a physicist, which means if it's anything, if it's anything related to science in any capacity, then he's he can do it. He's going to know what it is. Which I mean, they they do the same thing on Star Trek all the time. They always yeah. they always have just enough knowledge to to be able yeah, to I pull off what they need. With that like, you know, do I know for a fact that I could build an electromagnet like a power like a working like successful elective i'm pretty sure i could i'm pretty sure i could even though it has nothing to do with i I know enough to 
try it and I think it'll work, which is basically where he was. Mm-hmm. He couldn't, he didn't, he wasn't confidently mixing this. He was like, I think I remember enough to make this work and it could kill me. So I'll try it on myself first. I was, mm-hmm. I was fine with this level of <laughs> expertise. I mean, I couldn't it, build a bookshelf, but. <laughs> it, it was incredibly fast acting, but that's again, another. And he only needed one dose, you know, yeah, antibiotics. Yeah. You usually have to take for a week. Guys, but cartoon but he also did he he did say that that i did i i did i will have to hand it to him they did drop the line that they have different immunities because they're from another world basically not because they have some kind of different physiology but they're from a world that has antibiotics so they've had them before and uh and this world doesn't so i guess uh the Penicillin is going to work faster on people that haven't had it before. I don't know. Maybe so. It re- really they they could have <clears throat> they they could have just invented like a new drug and call it whatever they want and not say penicillin. The, the whole medicinal aspect of the episode was very hand wavy, which is you know it's it, it's it, it's a necessity from from the type of stories that they're telling. I'm much more likely. I will buy much more that he kind of remembered how penicillin make, works and to make penicillin than he just created some new drug. Mm. Well, like I said, I mean, I know that penicillin is made from mold, but I would not know the first step towards making it. <laughs> I didn't know that it was just the mold that's growing in the garbage. <laughs> it is, but you do have to do stuff to it. But he had enough knowledge to do stuff. I was, I was fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was actually more bothered by Rembrandt's reaction to him upturning the garbage can. Like, that actually, I, I that find, actually made me laugh. <laughs> I, I find they, they're making him too dumb, though. Yeah. Like, uh, I, yeah, I don't like mm. it when they make characters so stupid. I, I get that he's so, you know, you can explain things to the audience, but the, he's too dumb. Like, even with the earring thing, misinterpreting that, it's just like, really, no one's that stupid. Well, yeah. yeah, they're they're hot and cold on hot and cold on Rembrandt because they're just he's just as stupid as they need him to be. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes sometimes he's not stupid. Sometimes, you know, sometimes he's exactly what they need. You know, depending on the world that they're in, I guess. But I, I had even put in my notes, and and all it says is Rembrandt. Why are you so dumb? And <laughs> as we were doing this episode, I couldn't remember why I wrote that down, but then Neek mentioned it. I said, yeah, it was when Arturo uh, upended the trash can on the table. Get it's this like, man something I, to eat. I, I know you're hungry, but come on. You got to have some standards. Get this man some food. And, you know, <laughs> shut the hell up. Why don't you say, hey, why are you dumping the trash onto the table? Yeah. Or or maybe have enough of a rudimentary understanding since they were talking about penicillin. Wait, you said we needed penicillin. Are you looking for moldy food? Yeah, no, he doesn't get that. He uh, doesn't no, he does. But he, yeah, uh, again, it's it's <laughs> s- silly decisions that don't make sense. Uh, the uh, the doctor lady whose name I already forgot, uh, she comes into the room where Quinn is, and she like brings him some clothes. Here, put these on. Oh, quiet! Don't say anything. This room is monitored. And not three seconds now later. Put this she's, on. Yeah, she's like, she's like, here. I'm going to get you out of here. We'll find a cure together. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I said that I said that in this room that I just said is being monitored. 
Oh, and when they're when they're when they're uh, examining or torturing him, examining him, and he says, uh, "I blew up my knee uh, playing football." Did your Quinn do that? I'm like, only in the '90s is the super genius nerd also a football player. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with that. <laughs> I didn't you know, play football, I, but I was good at sports. And but I no, the, but, the, but the but the 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 trope <laughs> for these kinds of shows is not that's not usually. I mean, I know Jerry O'Connell can do both because he's played both of those characters or whatever. But. And he, he didn't say it was like he was like on the football team. He just said he was playing football. He could have <laughs> he could have done it at like and, and hey, n- never forget, Sean, that Dolph Lundgren has a master's in biochemistry. I'm not saying that smart people can't play sports. I'm saying that it doesn't go along with the 90s stereotypical tropes that this is a, that we have this nerdy character that's good at computers and stuff. They usually don't also play sports. Okay. But have you seen Jerry O'Connell? I know. Well, yeah, because the, the next thing that Jerry O'Connell did after this show, I think was uh, Jerry Maguire where he played a football player, you know? So hmm. I have just a few trivia things that i wrote down this episode has similar i mean these came from my mdb i didn't make them up but the um this episode has similar themes to the movie that was made years later called ultraviolet which is about a world where an oppressive government controls society through fears of a virus um not a good movie (laughs) uh of course, we, we talked about the fact that uh, Rembrandt takes a ride in the cab and uh, it's driven by this world's version of Pavel is his name. And he comes back. We're going to see we're going to see Pavel a couple more times. And he's always driving the cab. Um, it is his destiny. Yeah, it is his destiny. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that line. And once we saw him in this episode, I, I knew it's like if we ever see them get in a cab in this town and it's not driven by this guy, they're dropping the ball. <laughs> I, I knew immediately he's always going to be the cab driver. Yeah. Uh, after the, the sliders enter phase restaurant, uh, while they're approaching their table, this is a, this is a goof. Um, there's a crew member that walks into the shot behind the counter and he's, <laughs> he's visible for a second. He realizes he's in the shot. He drops below the counter <laughs> and you can see it happen. There's also another shot in the, when they're in that first world where the, the oil is spewing everywhere. Um, this woman comes over and starts to kiss Arturo. Yeah. I, then they I cut to a crane shot. Yeah. They cut to a crane shot and you see her kiss him all over again. Like it starts all yeah. over. Mm-hmm. It's like, you guys messed that shot up. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's all I've got. You guys have anything else you want to add for this episode? Uh, I'll go. Over. I got, a, I got a few things. Go ahead. Um, like I didn't remember the theme song for sliders and it's because there's not really a theme song for sliders, but no, I it's just, sliders. yeah, it's just, and I'm like, that's, that's why that's why everybody remembers sliders. Yep. Yeah. I was like, Oh, well, okay. Just the music <laughs> and then it says the music was done. <laughs> yeah. The music was done by Mark Mothersburg, who is fantastic. I was like, wow. Like, I guess you really phoned it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mark Mothersburg, whatever. Uh, before the ship, before it's revealed that because the propaganda is that Quinn infected himself and like he did it to himself and he spread the virus, and that's why he's like public enemy number one. And I was like, is 
is every Quinn Mallory just an irresponsible scientist? (laughs) 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 And and throughout all the multiverse, just fucking things up on their planet and others. Although speaking of that, if if I can interject for a second, when that scene in the pharmacy where that that weird twitchy pharmacy tech like peeks through through the, yeah. the shelving, mm-hmm. it's like, hey man, that was awesome. That that was for me like one of the most interesting aspects of the episode was to introduce that this this one character who is probably indicative of quite a few people in that particular reality who think that. Hey, you're the next Charlie Manson because you, you killed so many people. That's really cool, man. And I, I thought it was interesting at first. And then in, like a scene later when the cops show up and he's like, Hey, I'm such a big fan of yours. I called the cops. You can martyr yourself and it'll be even better. It's like, <laughs> it was a very unexpected turn for that little character. And that whoever wrote that bit, that was very creative. <laughs> yeah. It was nice. I, I presumed, but I don't know because I didn't care enough to look it up. But is that is that the same guy who's like the is that the is that one of the recurring world characters who's like yeah he, I mean he guy? he comes back but he this is the first time we've seen him but he does come back in a couple episodes oh okay as so he wasn't in the pilot at all no he wasn't in the pilot okay. no there are people from the pilot like the 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 um the stoner dude from. Um, the class we're going to mm-hmm. see him several times, especially in season one. Um, the, only, the only other note that I had was um, I had forgotten they did, you know, they did the uh, the people's court last week and they did like the infomercial thing this week. I was like, I, I'd forgotten how much they did that on this show until, uh, like until this rewatch. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see all the little guest appearances. And that, yeah, that was the infomercial guy from the nineties. I mean, he yeah, was that, on, was, that was actually him. Yeah. yeah. Sold all kinds of crap. <laughs> Nate, do you guys have infomercials up there the way we have them down here or especially in the 90s i mean we don't have them as much anymore but um yeah I'm, yes we very much do okay yeah. um yeah i mean i didn't recognize that guy so like i i didn't know he was a real guy well it but, was a uh, he did a bunch of infomercials in the 90s but they always under, made under it, the guise of it being a show they made it look but like it was, it was a show yeah. and he and it was just various episodes of a show but it was really just a bunch of infomercials with the same person in it you know um okay so that's gonna do it for this episode i want to thank everybody for being here john why don't you let everybody know where they can find you captain game show trivia wordplay infinite potato alliance network Three rounds, trivia wordplay, one round, intermission improv. Tell your family, tell your friends, it's free. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Nick, what about you? Read my Star Trek recaps at superanemic.com. All right, and Scott. Uh, in addition to being heard here, uh, you can hear me uh, host or co-host that Star Trek podcast here on the Infinite Potato Alliance. And for some of my graphic artwork that I do on the side, visit my website at www.planetrisecreative.com. Uh, I do take graphic art jobs on commission, and I'm unemployed. Help me. <laughs> All right. Get we... this man a sandwich. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> This man has something to eat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm about to tip over this garbage can. I swear to God. <laughs> um, we are on Facebook. 
uh, Twitter, all points in between, uh, including our website at infantpotato.com. So check that out. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to look at another Sliders episode. Episode four is titled Last Days. Uh, until then, thank you all for listening to Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Be sure to join us again here next time when you might hear John say, I don't understand people who compete in solitaire tournaments. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Fredo's going to leave without giving you a goodbye kiss. Help the show grow by leaving us a five-star rating and a review. Or support the show by visiting us at patreon.com slash infinite potato. That's the worst goodbye I've ever heard. And you stole it from a movie. Be sure to join us again soon on Cosmic Potato, the super fan talk podcast. Brought to you by infinitepotato.com. Goodbye. This concludes our broadcast day.